Continuing the youth zone at South Sound, right here, right now, on Plains FM. And hello and welcome along to South Sound on Plains FM 96.9. I once again can't hear stereo in my headphones, this is really weird. Okay, um, uh, my uh, headphones are very low. Uh, yeah, okay, mine yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, I can't actually hear myself at all. Uh, ha- ha- try, try turning your headphones up. Or uh, they, no, it's up all the way. Okay, yeah, because... Um, when you turn your headphones up, it affects my volume. That's weird. Yeah, my um, see, I- even this one here seems to be a bit loud. Hey Aisha, those oh gosh, headphones. That's really loud. Because yeah, you know what, you're turning the wrong volume up. Because that set of headphones, the volume's there. Okay. Well done, Aisha. Well done. Mm. That well was done. very loud. But <laughs> okay. anyway, welcome now to the show. we've had an on-air ramble. Let's go back to the beginning and go. Hello and welcome along to South Sound. My name is Nathan. I'm Aisha. And I'm Daniel. And coming up on today's show, we've got all of our usual features, the panel group discussion with us, where we're going to talk about, uh, hang on, we're going to talk about taxing trade me, which is something the government's plan to do, the government plans to do, um, and how trade me is actually backing it as well, which is an interesting one, and how to, I suppose, save your digital legacy, but we'll talk about that one later, which came out in the press, uh, in the media lately, um, about your digital legacy. Um, which is something we'll talk about later on. Um, we've also got the news with Aisha. Yep, that's right. Which I've been told is very interesting, considering she fell asleep while writing it. <laughs> yes, very, very interesting. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. <laughs> and um, today we're featuring music from the New Zealand music charts from the NZ Top 40, the official New Zealand Top 40, actually. Um, and I suppose we should kick it off with our first track, which ranks at number 21 on the charts. And I've just had a look. It's um, three weeks in on the charts. It was 36 last week, so it's moving up at quite a pace, too. Um, Followed by number 15 on the charts, which is six weeks on the charts, is moving down, actually, from 14. No. Yeah, from 14 to 15. Not good at maths, as you can tell. (laughs) I've I've been sitting in classics in second last period, and, of course, time works backwards when you're in BC. So it's kind of confusing when you go from that working numerically again. Yeah, um, <laughs> I understand. But I should tell you what the name of the tracks are. So, number 21 on the charts is What the Hell by Avril Lavigne. And fo- following that at number 15, Tommy and Krista by Thirsty Mark. You are on South Sound on Plains FM 96.9. And this is Avril Lavigne with What the Hell. Now it's time for the YouTube Clip of the Week, bringing you the best and most popular videos on the net. Let's not forget, this is an award just for me. I'm beached ears. Leave Billy alone. It's always blowing the pie. I'm so sorry about this. Oh, my God. I'm, this is not, this was a complete accident. I'm so sorry. It's Amanda. I'm so sorry. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. Oh, my And welcome to the YouTube Cup of the Week on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. I got completely lost in Twitter there. Watching David Farrier tell us about his clock saying 6am instead of 6pm. The interesting life that I lead. (laughs) Exactly. I sit here on Twitter watching people tell me what time the clock says it is. Yes, interesting. Hmm. I'll tell you what it actually says. My clock says 6am. It's dark and I don't know where I am. David Farrier, three minutes ago. (laughs) It was the first thing on the list, so, you know. That's what caught my attention. Um, moving away from Twitter and to the YouTube Club of the Week. Almost related to kind of social media, both of them, 
in the same kind of way. Not really. I'm just rambling now. The YouTube Cup of the Week is a parody of Bruno Mars' Grenade. And why are you whistling, Daniel? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to find stuff to load up. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah as you do, it's... Um, Kind of hard when I haven't arranged a system yet okay. before the show, so... Yeah. Well, the YouTube Cup of the Week is a parody of Bruno Mars Grenade, and it's actually called the Black Ops Connection song. Yes, that it is. Um, and it it's... Okay, Did yeah. you say Black Ops? Yeah, as in oh, the meaning that, game. Yeah, yeah, the Xbox game, right. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm um, actually familiar with it. It's quite surprising. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, you're more familiar with it than One me, thing that we should tell you about is it has a rather sharp ending. Which kind of relates to the song, what does. Yeah, but um, if you're not watching the video, like you are, it's slightly visual, yeah. but not really. You can yeah. you understand it without the song, but it does have a, sh- a rather sharp ending where he's cut off. Yeah. Anyway, how about we uh, play Let's have this? a listen, yeah. And you got the right mouse? Yep.
And welcome back to South Sun Plains FM 96.9. That is our YouTube Cup of the Week. Told you about the abrupt ending. Yes, we sure did. It's the Black Ops Connection song. And, um, yeah, the ending kind of explains part of it. Sort of. You're looking at me kind of blindly there, Aisha. Yes, I am. You okay? I, I don't know enough about Black Ops to quite, but I know what it is. I know it's a You get why game, the song ended so quickly? Oh, because he got blown up or something? Or no, because he had no connection. Yeah, oh. his connection. <laughs> the song's ended. about connection problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah, see. Having a bit of fun with it there. Um, moving <laughs> moving on, shall we? Let's move on um, and find out what's coming up next with our next two songs. Number four and number eight in the charts. Number eight going first. We're working backwards through the charts from the lowest in the charts to number one, which is going to be our last song, actually. Um... I'm putting stuff in front of my screen. Not a good idea when you've got two sheets. <laughs> Number eight, which is our first song, is Guy Sebastian, Who's That Girl? And let's have a look. Where is that in the charts? It's number eight, but it's ten weeks in the charts, 15 last week. It's moving up in the charts, which is a good good, good move, actually, from 15 to eight. That's quite a good move. Quite a big jump, actually. Let you find out who the biggest jump is. I thought we'd talk about the New Zealand charts later on in the panel as well and talk about the new releases and the biggest jumps, which I'll need to figure out, because I haven't yet. As you can clearly tell by my <laughs> min- my mundane rambling. Number four in the charts is Effing Perfect by Pink. I almost said the, the actual <laughs> word there. It has it written Because it's written in there. Front of us. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't blame me. I'm just the one who... You can blame me yeah. for that one, because I wrote that. <laughs> Number four in the charts, five weeks in the charts, 13 last week. That's a big jump. I've forgotten what I was going to say now. Anyway, let's move on with our next track. That was our YouTube cover of the week. Coming up next, Pink, but before that, Guy Sebastian, who's that girl? You're on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. That was the YouTube clip of the week. To see this week's clip and many more, go to the South Sound Facebook page. Search South Sound on Facebook and tell us what you think of our YouTube clip of the week. And now it's time for the news for the 7th of February 2010 with Aisha on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. The Marlborough-based wine manufacturer's Mudhouse Wines accountant and former police officer has stolen nearly $70,000 from the company. Lawrence Peter Ford was referred to the Institute of Chartered Accountants Disciplinary Disciplinary Tribunal after pleading guilty in the District Court at Christchurch on 15 counts of dishonesty to obtain $69,931. He was sentenced to six months community detention, 400 hours community work, and ordered to pay reparation of all the money stolen to Mudhouse Wines. MP Honi Harawera has been suspended from the Māori Party's Parliamentary Caucus after continuing disagreements between Honi and his party. A disciplinary disputes committee will meet on Wednesday in Wellington to discuss a formal complaint laid against Harawera over a Sunday Star Times column he wrote, criticising the party for its relationship with National. Co-leaders Peter Sharples and Tariana Turia this afternoon released a statement saying that Harawera had been suspended from the Parliamentary Caucus because he had failed to show restraint and discipline. Prime Minister John Key has admitted on Breakfast TV One that he was a bit stupid to strut down the catwalk during during the unveiling of the Rugby World Cup volunteers' uniforms. 
Mr Key was modelling the uniform and responded to the cheerful crowd by having a bit of fun. Mr Key said that he had to balance getting out his serious messages to the public with interacting with people. However, he does not regret remarks he made on his radio spot with broadcaster Tony Veach when he listed a number of female celebrities he would have on his wish list, describing British actress Liz Hurley as hot. International media labelled the remarks as sexist, but Mr Key does not agree. Lobby group Family First is calling for the drinking age to be raised to 21 and has commissioned a report by a British expert to support its case. Family First plans to submit the report by British psychologist and biologist Eric Sigman as part of their submission to the Justice Select Committee, which is considering the government's alcohol reform bill. In Dr Sigmund's report for Family First, published this year, he said New Zealand would benefit from having the drinking age at 21, even if it would be difficult to enforce, as it would be, the, as it would be ideal if a person did not drink um, until they were at least 24 and a half years old, as the brain does not fully develop until near, nearly 25, he said. A US teenager has built his own solar death ray out of thousands of mirrors that is capable of melting anything from metal to concrete. Eric Jackman, a 19-year-old from Indiana, demonstrated the 90 US dollar contraption in a YouTube video clip, as he claims it offers the power of 5,000 suns. It is essentially a fiberglass satellite dish covered in 5,800 small mirror tiles, which focus the sunlight into a spot the size of a coin when positioned correctly. The intensity of light is more than enough to melt steel, vaporise aluminum, boil concrete, turn dirt into lava and obliterate any organic material in an instant, says Jackman, whose contraption can beam a light which is more than 3,000 degrees Celsius. And that's all the news today. Yeah, there's um, some interesting stuff about John Key in there. I thought we'll talk about that in the panel. Um, yes, his strutting down the catwalk. Should I tell what people I wrote about it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made a couple of changes since I since I wrote it down because um, Aisha was telling me about what's happening in the news because I brought it up and she said, "Yeah, it's in the news." Um, so I thought, let's talk about that in the panel. So I wrote, "JK funny dance on catwalk." <laughs> yes, that's, that's how what we... that's what I've written in the panel on my show plan. Nice. <laughs> you do that. That's really loud in my head. Yeah, headphones. I know. I I just realised it's a bit too close to the mic for that. Just Ow. a bit too close. Yeah. Um, coming up after the break, we're going to talk yeah. about. Daniel, please stop swearing on air. Sorry. We're going to talk about Daniel Stop Swearing on Air. We're also going to talk about the Trade Me Pro section, which is something interesting. It's about um, taxes and declaring whether you're actually a pro company or not, um, which is something we'll get to, and how Trade Me is actually backing it, which I thought was slightly odd for them, but maybe not. Makes them more money, I suppose. Um, well, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe cost them some money. True. I haven't read the article yet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd also talk about um, JK's funny dance on the catwalk. I shouldn't call him JK, I should call him John Key. Just reminds me of those JK Facebook groups that's, you know, <laughs> so it's... No, see, I, yeah. learned, I learned it from another radio station. Oh, I see. Um, one with a certain news feature. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say JK. the name of it, but yeah. Um, and talk about your digital legacy and what you have to do with it before you die. Well, not maybe what you have to do, but what you should do before you die with it. Um, not die with it, but die. Anyway, that sounded really morbid, didn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Moving on! It did, Nathan. Very, very morbid. Moving on, let's hit number one in the New Zealand charts while I flick through all of my paper to find number one, which is in its second week on the charts, 17 last week, number one this week. Wow. It is... I know, it's a good jump, actually. 
It would have been it would have been better if it jumped from forty to number one, but yeah, <laughs> more epic. But seventeen to one's it's, pretty it's good. It's by an unbelievably hot artist as well. May I add? <laughs> yes, oh, Dan- sexist remark. Yes. Daniel, I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh God. I'm oh, you'll learn more about that in See, the Daniel's uh, panel. See, Daniel's a sexist. Daniel's a sexist now. <laughs> um, John Key, Daniel Clark. Where does the madness end? Yes. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) On that same stream, the rather sexy artist that Daniel was referring to is Katy Perry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? It was not required. (laughs) And I'm just going to move on and tell you that it was, I think. (laughs) Goat. It sounded like that to me as well. Um, I'll just tell you what the name of the song is and Daniel can press play. It's E.T. by Katy Perry. You're on South Sound Plains FM 96.9. The panel is next. Now it's time for the panel with Nathan, Daniel and Aisha. A group discussion on what's happening in the news. And welcome to the panel on South Sound, Plains FM 96.9. That was Katy Perry with E.T., number one on the New Zealand charts. I'm going to say, I was going to say this week, but technically it's not. It's actually last week's chart. But they have this thing where the charts are supposed to come out on Monday, but they actually don't. (laughs) Because I checked the charts at five o'clock and it's still last week's chart. Um, they don't release them until Tuesday, which is kind of odd. And I just sounded really Scottish there. Tuesday. Um, I also wanted to mention one little thing on the New Zealand charts before we move on. Um, I, was, I got the full charts here as well, and I was looking at the top ten airplay. The most played song on the radio is Grenade by Bruno Mars. Really? That is the most played song this week. Last week. Where is he on the charts? He must be pretty um, high up, though. The song is... Grenade is number ten on the charts. It's not too bad. It was number six last week, so it's moving down, actually. Which is an interesting one. I suppose it's getting pretty dated. If this wasn't in black and white, I'd be able to tell you whether it went um, gold or whether it went silver. Platinum, not silver. Platinum. Well, that's kind of stupid. Platinum's a crappy metal. (laughs) (laughs) It's more expensive, but it's not... Just just complain about the the music. It's stupid. It should be gold is the highest and silver below that. You get silver and then gold status. But no, it's gold and then platinum status. It's weird. Um, The second most played song is Chris Brown, actually. And then Pink. Pink's a surprising number three. Yeah, Um, with Effing Perfect, when we played earlier. Number three on the charts as well. No, four on the charts. Anyway, enough talk of of the charts. We should make a section of it. Chart talk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounded better in my head. (laughs) Chart talk. (laughs) That would be the most boring <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah, Just reading out the would list. Be. And number 40 on the charts. <laughs> Stay the night. Singing. James Blunt. Number 39. Something in the Water by Brooke Fraser. Yeah, okay, we get Number 38. Brooke Fraser with <coughs> Betty. Trade Me's Pro. Trade Me Back's the Pro Declaration for all, ac- all action. All auction sites. Yes, action sites. That's what they're called, Nathan. You'll figure out, I do that a lot. I talk to myself quite directly when I screw up, which is quite a lot as well. Um, Trade me members may be forced to disclose on the website whether they are professional traders making it hard to dodge obligations to pay tax on their profits and offer refunds on bad trades. The proposed rule, which has the support of Trade Me, looks likely to flow from a wide-ranging review of consumer legislation by the Consumer Affairs Ministry. That sentence made more sense read out than it does on paper, trust me. It doesn't make sense when it's on paper. Um, thousands of full and part-time traders would need to offer refunds on any unsatisfactory new and second-hand goods that they've auctioned under the proposed reform of the Consumer Guarantees Act that would apply to all auction sites. 
But something I find interesting about this before I move on with that in itself, um, from what I remember of economics in year 11, which isn't that much, the Consumer Guarantees Act doesn't apply to second-hand goods anyway. No, it doesn't. It only applies to new goods. Yeah. <coughs> so they're just extending it to include second-hand goods. And, and goods that haven't been used for a commercial purpose. As soon yeah. as you use them commercially, then they're no longer covered by consumer guarantees. Yeah, but I mean, well, this is a good, it's a good thing for consumers that they're doing this now. It is and it isn't. It depends, really, because if you're um, a consumer that sells something that's expect, uh, that reaches more than $2,000, um, then you have to pay tax on it. Oh, yeah, perhaps not. Because this is um, interesting. Because I was talking to Daniel about this earlier on, and um, I don't know much about New Zealand law. Because <coughs> you know, I'm an immigrant. I have that excuse. Um, <laughs> and I asked Daniel about whether you can actually tax auction- auctions. You said no, you can't. No, didn't you? you can't. You can't tax an auction. Um, I- anything in an auction goes pretty much straight to the deal. Yeah, um, that's what I thought as well. Um, but it's interesting <coughs> though that if they apply it to trade me, then they would have to apply it to auction houses as well. Yeah. To the physical auction locations. Because if they don't, then it's really a one-sided law. It's not very fair. That and the IRD would lose out on plenty of money. Yeah. I'm sure they'd be interested in all of that money that they could earn from the taxes. Actually, there are certain auctions which they can tax. For example, a house. Yeah. You know, like they, they, they can tax that. But if you're auctioning your bike, they cannot tax you. Or a brand new bike, if that's being auctioned, they cannot tax that. Mm. Object. It's an interesting one, though, that they're looking to change the Consumer Guarantees Act as well, um, which is something that's been in place for quite a while, the Consumer Guarantees Act, and it's done well in its current form. It's It covers everything, really, except auctions, um, which I always thought was quite a good one, because, to be honest, at an auction, it's your fault if you screw up. It's yeah. something you buy. It's you buy at your own risk. Yeah. It's that buyer beware Actually, again. I've got a question. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you you can answer this, but... Say you were to sell a car on there, and yep. you put as is, where is, will, that, will Consumers Guarantees Act have anything to do with that? Um, will they be able to say, well, no? Um, well, it's the Fair Trading <coughs> Act, not the Consumer well, Guarantees Act for oh, that yeah. one. But, okay. um, yeah, for example, my dad bought a trailer for a car off Trade Me. And, well, he bought the car off Trade Me as well, but the trailer that he got said that it had full warrant, full reg. And that seems fine. Um, in current condition, but with warrant and reg, which means that it would have to pass a warrant and um, be eligible for a reg, yes? Yeah. Right, well, when he bought it, the (coughs) warrant was invalid and it had no registration on it. So, um, we took it back to the buyer who was, I can't remember if he was happy or not, but he, one of the tires was flat, had to have a matching set, the spare tire didn't work properly, Um, a couple other things wrong with it. And that was for the warrant, and it didn't pass, surprisingly enough. Um, to pass a warrant, you actually have to have matching te- mat- uh, 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 Start that one again. To pass a warrant, you actually have to have a matching set of tires, which I didn't know. Um, yeah. Um, that's on a trailer, I think it's all your tires, whether it's still yeah. or four. All four um, or all on three. A, on a vehicle, I think you can four. get away with it, but... The tyres have to be the same size. Yep. So the two front tyres have to be the same size and two rear tyres have to be the same size. It's the same according to Raceway New Zealand as well. Yeah. Your racing car has to have tyres that all match the same yeah. size. Yeah. They're technically a match set, but they're not really because you cut them yourself. So pretty much w- w- with a warrant in New Zealand, you can get away with having huge tyres on the back and little tyres on the front. As long as they're still within the car um, manufacturer's Cars recommended limits... Um, you're fine. Ah, but see, there, that's, there's that word recommended, which means that it's not non-compulsory. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, but if you say something is as is, whereas the the Fair Trading Act comes in and says that you are covered for um, the current condition the car's in. Okay. Or the vehicle, wherever you're trying to sell. Um, but the but I'm um, going back to the trailer story. We act, we took it back to the um, seller who I can't remember if he was happy or not. But he replaced the tires, got got um got them sorted out, got the warrant, got the reg, all paid for because that was his cost at his cost because he didn't supply it with it, but said it did have. Um, and yeah, we now have a fully working trailer, which has just been painted actually, bright green and black. Um. Yeah, my dad, Why got, not? His, my dad got his car painted um, race race color green, race car green. Um, it's an interesting color, except it's going to get covered in mud next weekend, so you know it won't will never look the same ever again. Um, but it's interesting; it will apply with a two thousand dollar limit. The trade me um, pro declaration, as it's called, um, in the article. Anything over two thousand dollars will have to be taxed, and. Um, it's, it says here, while the expected, um, they're expecting that the $2,000 threshold will be hotly debated. Because, of course, it'll end up on the trade me forums with all the housewives who spend a lot of time on trade me buying needless crap that they don't need. <laughs> Hence, needless, pointless crap that they don't need. That would make more sense. Um, <coughs> and complaining about stuff in the trade me forum until they get their way. As far as I understand, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Opinion right there. <laughs> Yes, that was my personal opinion there. Um, it's an interesting one, though, that they're looking at taxing trade me. It doesn't mention anything about taxing actual auction houses, just auction sites, which, to be honest, I think is a bit unfair and one-sided. Yeah, and also, um, I reckon, just my opinion, uh, you you think a lot of uh, car sales or things are over two grand, mm. sales will go down quite dramatically because people ain't going to want to pay tax on what they're trying to sell and get a good price for. Yeah, I suppose that's um, quite so a good point as well. What, yeah. what, what, what most people will do is chuck an ad and buy sell, hope that someone actually reads it, because I don't think many, many people do these days, but anyway, hope someone reads it and buys their whatever they've got. Yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting one, but... That's about all we've got so far on that one. Yeah, let's talk about jo- let's talk about John Kier's going to call him JK again. <laughs> <laughs> I should stop doing that. It's a bad idea. Um, John Key, right? Aisha, you're the one that writes the news. Um, yes, you're the one that's supposed to pay attention to the news, not me. True, true. Um, um, you fell asleep well, on it. So. Just relaying back to what I said in the news was that um, well, he was doing a thing on breakfast, having a yep. chat with the hosts on TV One, and then he said um, that he was a bit probably stupid strut down the catwalk sort of like he was a bit embarrassed like he would have been making a fool of himself or it was sort of maybe a little un prime ministerial kind of thing of yeah. him to do it but the only thing is is that I, I've seen the clip I watched it before before I wrote it I watched the clip and it's literally four to five seconds of him walking along the runway it's he very short at the end and yes he, back, he starts yeah. he sort of does a wee kind of mimic imitation of a of a model strut. next top model kind of thing. Yeah, yeah so he sort of purposely swings his arms and shakes his hips and then does a wee pose at the end and turns to the yeah. audience and kind of leans on the side and then walks back and goes up to the mic and says his wee thing and he has a joke he says at the mic um you know my first question is who thinks i'm hot or something like that yeah. um just about him in the uh in the I new suppose, Rugby World Cup outfit. Yeah, to be honest, I would expect it from John Key because that's his style. Yeah. Especially when he's in front of the press. You've got to have a bit of fun now and then. Exactly. Like He did He did quote saying that um, he did want to have a balance between being the serious Prime Minister side and yeah. just being able to actually relate to people, have a bit of a laugh, you know? Because, to be honest, he looked really bored standing in the uniform. 
Yeah, I mean, they well, what was a clip he supposed to do? They showed a clip of him on the news, which is where I caught it um, this morning. No, I don't watch breakfast. I caught the news because I was sitting waiting for a, wh- for a lift into school. Um, <laughs> I, I stopped watching after Paul Henry left. Oh. I'm one of those people. I'm sure a lot of people did, actually. Yeah. But, that, um, but that's another thing. <laughs> that's a completely different story. Um, I watched the news, and they showed, they showed the clip of him in the news because it made it into the news for some reason. God only knows why, but it's not newsworthy. Let's face it, he just... Exactly. He's having fun. Exactly. And what else would you want more from your prime minister? Someone who's got that sense of humour. Someone who's actually yeah. shows that they're a person rather than just some well, kind of, you know... I mean, it shows in their press... Policy-wheeling their mannequin. Their press ideas, ideals as well. John Keel, have a laugh with the media. Exactly. Have you heard any of his interviews on The Edge? I'm going to name the station now. Have you heard any of his interviews on The Edge? He has a laugh with them. That's what you want with the media. You want to show that someone has personality. Exactly. And how do you get votes? You show that you're a person and that you are like the people that that are voting for you. Yeah. You need to relate. Because in his press conferences, he's serious, John Key. He's direct to the point. He reads what he's got. He answers the questions and he's out of the room. But when he's talking to certain media outlets, you just got to let go of that sometimes. Exactly. It's. And I wouldn't expect that from Labour. For example, no, Phil Goff. Uh, Phil Goff definitely wouldn't do that. He probably <laughs> wouldn't stand in the uniform at all. Definitely wouldn't expect that from Helen Clark. For example, she walked out of an inter- interview because she wasn't given a full list of questions. Yeah. Oh, I remember that from Media Studies yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember that as well. And also, I've got some other thing I touched base yeah. in the news is that um, I said he doesn't regret remarks that he made. Um, on his radio spot with broadcaster Tony Beach and somebody criticised him saying, you know, was it a bit controversial that he went on Tony Beach's show on the radio because of Tony Beach's criminal past with the domestic violence with his um, past partner. But yeah, that's but ridiculous. How is that because, controversial though? Yeah, exactly. He went and he did the deal for that. Now he's yeah. back and he's and he's still a broadcaster and he's still performing on air. Mm. So that doesn't have anything to do with do with John Key. Yeah. And also that um on the on the show with Tony Beach he said, you know, who's your wish list of celebrity women? And he said that Liz Hurley was one of them, that she was hot and then international media labelled that as as sexist. Which is just Which is crazy. Which is, in my opinion, totally ludicrous. I mean but that, that's to, just opinion. And she's a model and actress. She yeah. is a sex symbol. That is Yeah, because we you know, raised the point in the studio during the break that if John Key had said that he was into a guy then everyone would label him gay. So if he exactly. goes for a woman, he's sexist. If he goes for a guy, he's gay. Exactly. How is he supposed to win in that situation? They'll turn anything. <clears throat> I mean, that's the only yeah, That's the thing they'll, with the media. They'll, yeah. they'll yeah. take anything and turn it into what they want. Um, something I wanted to touch on in that as well, which is completely different to John Key, but kind of on the same vein on the media. Um, there's a guy who runs a blog in New Zealand, and I've forgotten what it is. Yeah, I've forgotten the name of it, but he made a blog post about the New Zealand police and the fact that they shouldn't be allowed to drive um, drive with their cell phones, that the law should apply to everyone. Are um, they allowed to drive and talk on cell phones at the yeah, same time? technically, according to the law, the police are. Um, well, technically, according to the law, if you are in a difficult situation, say you've got, I don't know, some crazy guy driving next to you, holding you gunpoint, you, by law, you don't have to pull over to make the call. You can make the call while you are driving. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there's certain <clears throat> certain changes to that. But yeah. the police aren't required to pull over to make a cell phone call at all. And the post aren't was... Aren't they allowed to use it hands-free? Are you allowed to have um, a speakerphone? I don't know. I don't know the exact... Mm. But I just I just caught it in Media Watch. This yeah. is just this is just me relaying this to you. And um 
the post was in, was entitled "The Law Should Apply to Everyone," which was kind of funny because the guy then went on to do an interview on Radio New Zealand, and he was talking about drug use, and it was uh, what he was talking about his trip to Australia over the um, New Year's, and part of it was that he mentioned that he'd used E, the illegal drug, and he said, "Well, it was okay because it's I wasn't in New Zealand when I did it." I'm thinking. But hang on, the drug's still illegal in Australia. Um, and the law should apply to everyone. Does that include you? Something to think about, that one. Yeah. Does he oh, say exactly where he was? He was in Australia? Yeah, he was in Australia um, over the um, over the New Year's. Someone offered him some E and he thought, well, why not? I'm not in New Zealand. And I thought, but what country you're in shouldn't matter. The drug's still illegal in the country you're currently in. Um, so maybe something a bit contradictory there. The law should apply to everyone, but it's okay for me to take E if I'm not in New Zealand. <laughs> Maybe that could be the new defense for drug abuse. True. I true. wasn't in my in my country of origin, so it's okay. True, oh. true. Yeah. I dare someone to try that. That was an interesting one. And the last thing I wanted to touch on is your digital legacy. Um, this one's interesting. It only caught my caught my account uh, caught my my account my attention because someone decided to sue uh, an email provider. But we will get to that one in a second. Basically, it's talking about the law society has said that New Zealanders should can consider their online identity when compiling their will. It goes on to talk about you should provide things like your passwords and usernames for your email accounts, um, for places you store data online, like your email. Um, and it's like so that people can access that information. Your family, your relatives can access that information once you've passed on. In um, order to delete the account or just I to don't know. See it's just to access the information. That's all it says. Um, and it says at the very bottom that there has already been at least one court case overseas where, rela- uh, where relatives of a deceased person had sued an email provider to gain access to the person's account. Right. Which is an interesting one. There's also things like Facebook after a person passes away, still, their Facebook profile still is still active. current yeah. and it's still going. You can still click on them and I think people yeah. find it a bit hard to it's deal with weird, and seeing it pop up in you know, their friends list and things like that. It's something you can yeah. do to get rid of it because you well, can't. Well, you can you, deactivate your account. No, but if you're deceased, you yeah, can't. But, no, yeah. actually, I've got a question. Um, uh-huh. I heard that you could email Facebook, let them know all the details or your email provider, and they would close the account for you. I'm wondering if anyone yeah. knows if that's true. But I'm pretty sure right. this wasn't to deactivate the account. This was okay. to access the account, which yep. is different. Um, I don't think email providers are legally allowed to Access. provide your details to someone, even if they say you're dead, Yeah, which is a morbid thing in, in the first place, but... It's something for privacy, I suppose. Yeah. You're not allowed to give out people's details even if they are dead. Unless you're sued over it, in which case you can then prove someone's dead, I suppose. True. Bit but of a sad deac- deactivating <laughs> your account is different to accessing it. Yeah. Mm. I just realised we ended on a sad note. Oh, well. Let's see what's happening in Twitter. <laughs> Hang on. Hey, how about we play this and uh, it might you just raise the moods a bit. Okay. That was the panel with Nathan, Daniel and Aisha. We want to hear your opinions on what we've talked about. Email us on studio at southsound.co.nz or text us on 02210-SOUTH, that's 02210-76884. Interesting one, I've just picked up Ed Swift on um, Twitter. He's talking about Ashton Kutcher being on 4 um, for TV, 
I expect him to come out and punk one of the other characters now. That's basically all he said. <laughs> good on him. Yeah. That's good outed. Yeah, basically. He's looking to see looking forward to seeing some comedy classics tonight. Just <laughs> uh. <laughs> relaying everything Ed said, basically. Um yeah, I suppose that's time for us to say goodbye, isn't it? In it in it now. That's English, <laughs> not Spanish. <laughs> This see, see, now I'm saying stuff that comes into my head, so I'm going to stop doing that um, before I think about things, because Daniel stopped talking and is no longer behind the desk. Yep. So, from South Sound for the 7th of February. I got that's that right. right. Yep. Yep. That's correct. See, I said it perfectly fine earlier. It's written on the top of my show plan. I forgot it now. Um, <laughs> my name <laughs> is Nathan. I'm Aisha. And I'm Daniel. Before you play the button, before you yep. press that, yes, I just okay. want to say, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us on studio at Southsound or check out our website, www.southsound.co.nz. That's not, that's it. You can play. You can press the button now. Okay. Let's listen to Ed this time. Yep. And that is Southsound for this week. Don't forget to tune in next week for more interesting news, music, and info from Nathan, Daniel, and Aisha here at six on Plains FM.